Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You know, if I have those standards and judgments around me, for anybody for that matter for anybody then i'm losing out on information i'm losing out on life and that makes me a shallow artist and of course ultimately my work reflects that hi everyone welcome to new boarding a new travel podcast by me payal nayar this show aims at creating awareness about ecotourism, sustainable tourism, and responsible travel. We will cover stories and journeys of people who are ecotourism specialists and who are also leaders in their field. We'll also be talking to people who have had unique travel experiences, remarkable conceptual places to stay, unexplored cultures, and ancient histories of various towns and cities. Join me in this journey of knowing more about travel. Get inspired to see the world and discover your inner self. Hi everyone. Today I'm in conversation with the absolutely gorgeous Manjuri Pupala. Um, and Manjuri is a very, very um, versatile actress. Um, she's a screenwriter and she's also a model so thank you so much for joining me today Manjuri. thank you thank you for having me so Manjuri, before we get into cinema and all that kind of goes around it uh, just a little background to you would be interesting not just for me but also for my viewers and listeners um well, where, where should I start? Um, I should tell you about why I decided to become an actor, probably, and then we can move ahead with however uh, the interview goes. Okay, in fact, that's the that was going to be my next question, but you were ready, <laughs> so okay, that's fine. Let's start with let's start with that. Yeah, that would be great. Right. Okay, so. Um, the thing is, I, I grew up in a family uh, where my dad was uh, was a theater lover. So, and my dad really believed, uh, I belong to a Maharashtrian household, even if my dad was a South Indian. So uh, we, we speak Marathi at home as my mother tongue, basically. And uh, yeah, so he loved theater. And why I'm speaking about my, uh, my uh, language and, you know, the household is because uh, Marathi theater uh, and the kind of uh, amazing history it comes with and the folk theater uh, history that we have, it kind of changes the, the experience when you have that exposure as a child. And that did change it for me. So I have watched plays all through my childhood. And uh, and, and he believed that a lot of, uh, lot of uh, societal issues are discussed in Marathi theater. Mm -hmm. And uh, those kind of uh, really, really uh, important things were discussed in the kind of theater movement that was on when my dad was like, you know, excited and into this theater circuit just as an audience. Okay. And if you were to like a play, he would buy like 20, 50 tickets and show it to the people. And, you know, he loved it so much that he also staged a play in his wedding. So oh, wow. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So that yeah. becomes a trend and, you know, theater in general gets another platform altogether to perform in that context. So he was this mad experimental guy <laughs> who, uh, who kind of imbibed that, that seed of theater inside of me. And that really mattered because when I grew up, I, I, I was studying for engineering and, you know, I wanted to become an engineer, aeronautical engineer, actually. Wow. Yeah. So I was studying for IITJs, AIEEEs, all these engineering exams. 
and uh, suddenly I watched a play in my my college after a long time, and then that blew my mind, and I I wanted to meet the. The, the actors and that's what my father did you know after a play is over he would take us backstage and show us around and stuff like that so I went to meet that actor and she wasn't backstage she was still standing on the stage and talking to the people it was an experimental play and I stepped on the stage and, and how, how, how old were you when that happened I was uh, I was in 12th okay yeah so it would have been about 18, 17, 18. 17, yeah. 18, yeah. Oh, okay. So you stepped on stage. Yeah, I stepped on the stage and suddenly everything changed for me. I mean, it almost felt like that energy, like, you know, like hugged me and just kind of, you know, <laughs> captured me. Yeah. So you kind of felt that, okay, I mean, you, you felt like this is where you belong. Suddenly, and I, I, I just went up as an audience to meet this really amazing actress. And by the way, she's still my friend, you know, because I felt that performance actually started a new life for me. Like after that performance got over, during the, the, the duration of that play was like, you know, the duration probably the, the page of my life was turning to another wow. story altogether. Wow. And wow. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. So then did you um, start with theater before you went into cinema? Um, actually, I, I, did, I still do theater. Oh, you still do theatre. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. you do Marathi theatre or you also? No, I do Marathi, Hindi, English, all these three oh, languages. Okay. Uh, and I perform in all these three languages because I, I mean, I, I love the nuances and, you know, small little things that you get to really uh, enjoy as an artist. And I really believe that a lot of times um, people feel that, oh, for experimental theater or things like that, there are no audiences and, you know, there's, there's, there are no platforms. But I feel a lot of times only studying these plays so that you can perform, the process changes you. So the number of audience sitting in like those seats right in front of you wouldn't matter. Mm. What matters is where is your journey? And I look at theater as like my constant... Um, study group in a way to put it very crudely yeah whatever I perform on screen and whatever I do even if I'm dubbing even if I am writing for that matter everything has actually emerged from that study study material that study time and I think it's really important for for all of us uh, as artists to to look at uh, this field academically yeah yeah, because no, a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, I said that makes a lot of sense because the theater is so. Um, I mean, I, I honestly, I'm, I obviously don't know much about it other than being an audience myself. But um, theater, the kind of interaction, it's, it's very personal. And um, you're, you know, and there are no retakes. So, so, um, and there is such a different, um, you know, you could be a method actor, you could be a, a physical actor, you could be a um, free flow actor. So there are so many different um, um, options, I would say, within theater, and therefore I can completely understand what you mean by the learning uh, from theater, and then that gets um, translated into cinema because you've kind of studied it. But I have one question here, because theater is, maybe it's, I mean, you know, earlier, obviously, it used to be very people would say it's so theatrical it's like exaggerated because you need to project your voice and things like that um so as a theater actor when you go into cinema because cinema is more uh you have to be more uh, um of course you have to uh portray a character and you have to project and things like that but it's not so um over the top it, it's more natural, more free flow. So as a theater um, um, actor moving into cinema, 
Is the transition um, different? Is it difficult? Is it uh, hard? You know, how does it work? Or, or is it just a very natural transition? Uh, I believe I somehow I really wanted to study acting, honestly. Uh, but because my approach towards acting is academic, but uh, somehow I never got to learn acting, uh, be it cinematic acting or theater acting per se. So for me, it became much, much smoother because I learned theater acting by observing people and actors. And I also learned cinematic acting with like the amazing co-actors that I, I was blessed with. So the moment I shifted from a theater stage uh, to a camera for that matter, I had co-actors who were telling me that, okay, listen, this is your angle and this is how you take light and this is how you speak. And if your co-actor is here, you can always take an angle and then come back to me. And those things, I, I always learned it on the go. Um, hmm. And in terms of the acting style, I feel it's a big myth. Uh, that people think that theater actors take a long time to 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 shift or adjust to camera acting because funnily um, the soul remains the same. Yeah. Of, of of what makes you do something like in acting we say intent the motivation for an actor to say a line or take a step you know if your motivation is not emerging in every single moment while you're doing theater, then you're only doing, going from one line to other, trying to project what you're saying, right? Because we see a lot of performances where on camera also, there is a situation that demands you to shout, you know? And a lot of times you have to really, really whisper. So it's so technical in a way. So the shift is not gonna take much time at all. I mean, at least it didn't take much time for me, but what mattered more is, whether I am staying in that moment, honestly, whether I am staying there. And, and most importantly, um, acting for camera is almost like having your audience two feet away from you. So you can't lie. Like you can, you can go ahead with a show without even feeling a thing about it, you know? And then, you know, your audience will think, okay, this is what it is. Because at a distance, things become much uh, less less in detail for that matter. Camera is right right here for me. So I have to be specific. I have to be more controlled. So in terms of longevity, theater gives you another challenge in terms of camera and in detailing, camera gives you another challenge. So yeah. these are just the mediums that you have to toss around. Yeah, that's true. Except that I guess with um, camera, you can, if you feel that you know the emotion like it, it's not coming from within you can always have a retake but with theater you can't I guess that's the only difference right somehow I never thought of it that way you know really yeah yeah because you know it matters while you're performing something or you're 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 portraying a character you're so immersed in it you never think of a retake now retake can happen but I don't think so as an actor, uh, I have ever counted on that retake for that matter, because for me, what is important is that one single impulse. Yeah. If I lose it in a retake, because I am just taking it for granted, then I'm losing on my performance. So, yeah, so it's, a, it's a trick. It's, yeah, a, it's, no. it's quite tricky, actually. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, but because obviously me as an outsider, um, that's the impression I would get. But I think coming from your perspective, it makes a lot of sense that if you, you will not be able, you may not get that same new, you know, that same emotion the second time around. And then the third time around would be even less because you've already played it a couple of times. So then it, it stops coming from within. No, absolutely. That Wow, I haven't really looked at it from that perspective. So it makes a lot of sense. So, so tell me, um, sorry, you were saying something? No, I just thought it, it's like, you know, watching a dream. So when you wake up with that realization that you watched a really, really beautiful dream and you share it with the person next to you, you know, then you go around at your job, you tell them. And 
how many number of whatever number of people you tell your dream it will never come back to the experience of dream that you had right yes yeah. so it 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 matters it that sweet point that you don't want to lose yeah yeah wow yep i get it now i'm <laughs> going to think differently <laughs> so manjuri um how did so you so, so transition from theater and you say that you it's not really a transition because you still do theater and cinema so you uh, you first moved into marathi cinema and then hindi cinema or i mean which one what was your first film oh my first film was actually called amir it was a short film uh, and it was uh, supervised by zoya akhtar so the seven directors came in together and they were given a topic called um, my film name was amir ah the topic was sound okay. sound okay sound. Okay. okay and all those seven filmmakers came in together and they made films on sound Oh that's interesting. Okay. And yeah. the the name of the compilation was Shor Se Shurwat. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Their own interpretation of this theme called Shor Se Shurwat and related to sound. Yeah. So Meera Nair was there, uh Homi Ajania was there, uh, uh Zoya was there. So I was part of Excel team and uh, we played uh, so that was my first short film it was called Amir and it was a story of a kid and a mother and the kid cannot hear. So the whole process of getting a hearing aid for that kid and after he receives it how he responds to the perfectly fine world that he had earlier because you know it's a different element added to his life. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was the film about. That was my first film. That was your first film. Okay. Um so what is um what is one character that you have played whether it's um theater or marathi or hindi cinema that has been like uh I won't say challenging but that's been like a process um which has um been kind of uh, tougher for you than any other characters that you may have played um i think the the role that i played for my my show on netflix it's called uh, betal so i was playing a character called punia and there's this uh, girl who believed uh, in nationalism and she's a tribal woman speaking in gondi and chatisgarhi and uh, she is someone who saves them from the the zombie attack that they go through the entire military and she's first against them then somehow you know she manages uh, to to get around the idea of helping them and then finally she kind of you know tries to save all of them so um that character was really really difficult because when i auditioned i had no clue what it was going to be like and i've never been to chatisgarh uh, in india so and i mean let alone the idea of uh, interacting with a tribal i don't even have like a native place to go to like a lot of us have like you know work happening in our urban areas yeah. and then you have a native place to go back to at least but the first time i visited a village was when i was 15 so i had no clue i had i'm born and brought up here my both my parents belong to the city mumbai so i have always been brought up in like i'm i'm a totally city girl like there's no reference point so i spoke to my directors and they said that well we can try some of the methods and you know why don't you just try and figure your costume so i was wearing this uh, the the skirt uh, that we wear inside the sari Uh-huh. so i would spend about a, an entire month and a half wearing that skirt and just the blouse and you know wrapping just like a chunni around my waist and i was doing all my housework and <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and you know oh then i also had a dialect coach and every time i would go to red chili's office uh, i would go by bus and not drive there i had in that bus. and in that costume or or, or no i only went there in that costume uh, for the workshop period in the okay. table reads i was like normal so that people don't abandon me <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it was that funny. We were once shooting in Yashraj, and my mom said that, you know what, tell your crew that this lunch is upon me. And my mom came in with the, this amazing, like, entire platter right. of food for the entire crew. And uh, everybody was excited, and she was getting uh, uh, there to the studio. And she was in like an Uber, okay? And I was explaining the driver how to reach where he's supposed to reach and which gate to enter from. And then he is like, okay, whatever, ma'am, you have to come out so that I know that this is the gate. I said, okay, don't worry, I'll come out. Then I came out and then he drove past me and I'm like, what the <laughs> And then my mom is telling me, that's my daughter. I mean, if you look at my look in Betal, you'll get like, <laughs> And it was so funny that, you know, I was looking so weird. He kept on saying sorry. And I'm like, TK, it's okay. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. Your personality completely, you know. Yeah. So what kind of uh, research did you have to do for this particular character? Uh, because obviously you needed to also understand um, Chattis, you know, the, the whole uh, tribal culture, right? And um, so, so was there a lot of personal research that you needed to do as well? And is that something that you do for all, all the characters that you play, personal research in addition to what um, the production or the, direct, the, the director kind of uh, suggests in terms of workshops and things? Actually, yeah, I mean, uh, you can't keep that away because it's not like you're given an assignment and you're supposed to finish it and get over with it. <laughs> yeah. Those that I'm picking up are quite um, weird in a way, I would say, <laughs> because it, these are the roles which I have never ever seen anybody playing or anybody doing in a particular way. But uh, you have to be personally invested in terms of curious you know, because after Betal, I was I was uh, given a lot of other projects uh, in the same zone because they thought that I am from Chhattisgarh and I belong to the to, to wow. the tribe kind so, of. So, so you were able to actually. It was so good and so real that you were able to convince people around that you're from. Ch I mean, that's that is incredible. That's like really going into the character like 200 percent yeah that's I mean, impressive I yeah that's impressive <laughs> so, so so that's what you do then you um you go into uh, a lot of personal references when you're preparing for a character even for like auditions i make sure that i watch a lot of documentaries now a uh, lot of projects that are given to me are quite realistic in a way so watching documentaries really help and we have loads and loads of stuff online you know these days so it's it's really amazing to just look at it and uh, really really i mean i was i was a, uh, i was supposed to play a prostitute who's an aids patient okay and she's hiv positive and she dies in this entire process of this show uh, for one of the projects and one I have never ever interacted with a prostitute second I have never even met or even witnessed anybody who is HIV positive for that matter and on like the last stage of the disease you know so for me the only thing that I can rely on was that that one particular uh, source which is internet where I do my research and I mean Right now, I'm prepping for a show that requires me to play uh, like an archer. And uh, so I had to learn archery. And I think that's the best part. Uh, is that, that, is that um, because obviously, I, I mean, your research is very different from my research because I'm not researching um, to be a character. I'm researching a person. So, um, so I saw that um, you're in some... Um, it's an Amazon Prime show called Fallen. Is that the one you're referring oh, to? 
No, Fallen actually has been shot already. It oh, already it's already done. Soon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fallen okay. will release soon. Okay. That was in between the lockdown, actually, somehow, thankfully, we managed to finish the shoot. This okay. is another one. This is okay. my next one. So okay. it is okay. it is yet to go on floor. And I'm supposed to learn archery for that. And this woman is quite crazy. And, you know, she is like, um, she's a ninja, but she's from Rajasthan. And and uh, she's an ninja in the world where, where there are only men and they have their own dominance. And she is the one who's kind of, you know, doesn't give a damn about it. And she is abducting people. She's doing things that she wants to do. And she has a twin brother, but she is the dominant one. And, you know, things like that. So for me to, and, and she's kind of cynic in a way and uh, cynical for that matter. And she's kind of mm, scary but endearing so to to bring that balance uh, my my workshop also included a part of studying animals so now this woman is going very very close to to the the big cats you know and her agility and the way she moves and the kind of sharpness that she has in her body so all that research is making me watch a lot of discovery channel right now because <laughs> i am studying a black panther for god's sake you oh, know what i'm saying yeah yeah then just all that has to make me curious enough for me to translate all that information to a character whenever I'm going to play that on the screen. So it's, it's almost like an iceberg, you know, wow. when, you, when you just see an actor performing something, there is so much that goes inside, yeah. particularly that tip of that, that mountain doesn't have to do with left side of that base, you know, but that base is there. So a lot of research is not even used, but in our field, we say that, okay, you give your 200% in, in your research, and then you forget about it. Whatever retains will retain with you and will translate ultimately on screen. But that research is very curious, very important. No, I agree. Yeah, because even, you know, as a podcaster, for me, the research is so important. Because How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Does it, it makes you, and obviously when you're talking to the person, it's a lot of different things uh, during the course of a conversation do happen and do appear but um, at least there's a background to the person although I have to admit sometimes the internet can have wrong information as well <laughs> so I've experienced that a couple of times but <laughs> so uh, so I'm a bit tentative about um, you know about about it but I guess um, you know it, it's fine it's fine 
This episode of Now Boarding a Travel and Tourism Podcast is supported by Podcast Melting Pot Collection, which is an inspiring podcast series covering journeys of culturally diverse and passionate individuals. And it also envisions to be a leading platform for motivational storytelling that inspires listeners from all walks of life. Oh, my friends spend a lot of our meetings just reading about the articles and the information of me online and we have a really really gala time <laughs> there's so much of a wrong information <laughs> yeah but that's 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 the thing you can't there's nothing you can do about it you just yeah. have to you if you if you start to take it badly or wrongly or uh, get it, and personally and get annoyed with it you're going nowhere <laughs> so yeah. it's best to like what you and your friends do just laugh about it what's interesting to see is that you um the scale of projects that you have done are so so varied um and so there's so much of different kind of learning for you because every every character that from what my conversation with you now is seeming is that every character that you've played has been so different from the next or the previous that it must be very and I know you did mention that you, whatever research you do you have to leave it behind but I think somewhere obviously it stays and also you're learning so many new things you're learning for you being a city person you you've learned what it means to be someone who's tribal who lives in a village you're, you're going to learn archery you're going to learn you you've learned um through one of your characters um what it means for someone who has no hearing and then has hearing so i mean there's so many different aspects um of learning for you so that must be really exciting I think it has made me a better person, I would say. Yeah. Because um, a lot of times when we grow up, uh, as we grow up, we are taught a lot of judgments in the process of growing up because that's how our societies are for us to know or differ from, from right to wrong, you know. But those judgments also keep us away from... Um, reality and reality for yeah. that matter because we yeah. start judging people and compartmentalize them for that matter so it's interesting how this field uh, makes you really really intrigued in other people's lives because actually you never know when are you going to play them you know so yeah yeah it's beautiful because um I have this really, really nice quote uh, that I had read. Uh, it's from the book called Letters to the Young Poet. And uh, it says that you have to first ask yourself at the bottom of your heart that do you really, really want to create? Be it writing and of course, Letters to the Young Poet is about writing, but it's about, it's for any artist for that matter. That you know, you do you really? If you are not allowed to, like in my life, at some point of time, my uh, my father, who was an art director himself, never wanted me to pick up acting as a career, and I remember spending those six to eight months almost like a zombie, and I didn't want to do anything else. And I realized I love this so much. If I don't do this, it it is life threatening to the force inside of me in a way. So are you that desperate? I'm not saying I'm I'm the, the ideal example of it, but are you that desperate to create? And if the if at all the answer is yes, then as an artist, you should also know that everything is inside of you and the nature around you. If you don't um, regard the people the nature, the environment around you, you won't be able to create. If I look at my maid and say that, oh my God, why is she disturbing me? I don't want to see her face or I don't want to talk to her too lowly. And you know, if I have those standards and judgments around me, for anybody for that matter, for anybody, then I'm losing out on information. I'm losing out on life. And that makes me a shallow artist. And of course, ultimately my work reflects that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, you know, like you, you're able to understand uh, people being observant, I think is a very, very um, important trait to have uh, when you're creating, because as you've rightly said, you look at people or you look at nature, and if you just look at it uh, with no, with uh, blinkers on, then uh, you're not, you're looking at it, but you're not seeing it. So yeah, uh, yeah so no, absolutely. And, and it helps you create, it excites you, it, um, it's curiosity, as you mentioned. Um, so yeah, no. So I mean, when I, I was shooting for Amir, yeah. the mother was yeah. actually a garland selling woman. And uh, there was a first day of the shoot and we were preparing and, you know, I was given all the all the material, all the research process was done. But when we went on for the shoot for the first day and they shot, like, look at the, uh, they looked at the location and said, they thought that, you know, the kid needs to finish his shot first. So I was sitting in my vanity, just waiting for my shot. And suddenly I looked out how long are they going to take? And there were these small huts, you know, near the, near the railway station. And there were the people who were weaving those, um, uh, those buckets and, you know, all those tailors that they make. Uh, so I just went to them just because I had time and I started talking to the women. And they asked me what happened. I said, no, they've taken my kid there and they want something. They're like, no, it's your kid. You don't look like a man. I say, yeah, yeah, my husband died in a train accident. They say, oh, where do you stay? And then whatever. They believed that you were actually. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I was ready in my costume. I was looking how I was supposed to look. Yeah, yeah. And literally, I was sitting on the road with them. And those ladies taught me how to weave that thing, bamboos that they do. And they make those big, big things out of it. They taught me that. And they were talking to me and, you know, like really chatting with me. And somewhere I had this as a cheap thrill in my head when I walked out of my vanity. But by the time it ended, I felt she had contributed so much in my life and towards that character for that matter. Like the questions that she asked me, yeah. I never thought of them before yeah. shooting because there was no information about my husband or no scene about my husband or yeah. how we met. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, so, so then you created a backstory in your head. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to be, I mean, I, I, sh I better be convincing. <laughs> So yeah. I, I also feel a lot of times, you know, if you don't get to do this now, when will you get to do it? Yeah. Like I am sitting in my like decently plushed house, driving my car, sipping like a really fat ass nice coffee. When will I get to talk to that woman who's weaving the bamboos things, you know? So I feel it's really important for us to uh, cherish uh, these experiences and make the most of them you know yeah, no absolutely absolutely so um hindi cinema versus marathi cinema is there any difference or in terms of approach or cinema is cinema i think cinema is cinema i mean the working style might change um the approach towards uh creating or telling the story that you want to tell shouldn't change. Of course, the scale is different and the, the distribution makes a difference because it's a regional thing. And, you know, then you have something nationwide or even going across it now that OTTs have come in place. But the point is while uh, what's more important is who or what story are you telling and who are you telling it with? Yeah. So there's this book called Sapiens, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I know Sapiens. So, yeah. yeah, he talks about, uh, I mean, my, my most uh, favorite part of the book is he talks about how our species have survived because we wanted to tell stories. Yeah. You know, we survived because we believed in other stories and we wanted to share those stories. So we were together to gossip and entertain each other and yeah. that's how the group survived in a way you know yeah. and that's how the species you know survived the whole evolution and the process 
the point of telling about this is that's how primal it is for us yeah. to tell a story. And if you're not telling the story with the person you want to tell story with, or you want to, you're not part of a narrative that you feel excited for, then the scale doesn't matter because there are so many Marathi films which are outstanding. They are out of this world because they retain that honesty and the sensitivity because they really don't have to care about the numbers and the scale. And a lot of math changes when you have that pressure too. So yeah. I would, yeah, so it's a choice. And I think cinema is cinema when you really want to focus on that particular story. Yeah, so I mean, storytelling is um, so powerful and it could be in any form, uh, but you know, it could, we are telling a story as well in our conversations. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so you're, you're absolutely right. Um, and you're right about Marathi cinema and, you know, it's a powerhouse um, of talent. And, um, and also, I completely agree with you. I haven't watched much Marathi cinema, I, I have to admit. Uh, but uh, whatever I have um, watched, the sensitivity of um, what this story is, is so real. And also, you know, the actors are able to portray it so beautifully that um, it just blows your mind. So I completely agree with you there when it comes to Marathi cinema. Um, and, you know, and for you to be a part of it must be so in incredible. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, unfortunately, it's funny, but one, I haven't done much of Marathi cinema as yet. And uh, second, whenever I perform in OTT or Hindi cinemas, for that matter, those people don't really consider me as a Marathi actor. Now, it's a good thing for me because uh, I feel extremely kicked up about picking up different dialects and, you know, yeah, yeah. just picking so up You're not typified. You're not typified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then a lot of times it's funny because, for example, a show like Fallen, I am playing a Rajasthani, like, because after Betal, I was, I said, I don't want to do any more tribal roles which are resonating with Punya's character because then I won't be interested as much. I want to be really, really thrilled and kicked up about it. So my next project after Betal was Fallen and where I was playing this really naive, really, really innocent and a very loving kind of a girl from Rajasthan, small town and she falls in love with someone and you know, very believable, very real life kind of a character and a very docile kind of a girl, you know? Hmm. So suddenly I realized after reading the entire show, they also have a character which is like a girl from Maharashtra, but they didn't even consider me for that role. <laughs> <laughs> I am playing a Rajasthani girl speaking in Marwadi for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> and I was telling my friend about it, a director friend, and he's like, no, but that's like an advantage, Manjari. Yeah. And that's also a compliment uh, to you. Um, you know, that you are versatile and you are able to, um, you, you don't have to be typecast. So it's, you should take it as a compliment. Luckily, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And also it gives me opportunity to tap into other uh, regions and other yeah. cultures. Yeah. And I think it's, it's better for an artist to not uh, belong to a particular place because that limits you. In a yeah. Way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I could just go on and on and on, but I am mindful of your time. So um, I just want, you know, as a wrap up, uh, because there are a lot of young aspiring um, actors, writers, directors who are just in the waiting you know, and trying to find opportunities. And I mean, as it's famously known in, in the lingo is they, they're struggling, right? Uh, but what kind of an advice would you, with your experience or suggestions, would you give them um, so that they're not disheartened, they're not 
um, they have something to look forward to because I do have all kinds of listeners on my show and, and it would be interesting. And, and, you know, it would kind of give them that um, motivation and inspiration to say, yes, um, if Manjuri can do it, so can we. So <laughs> what kind of an, an advice would you, would you give to these young um, wanting to get into cinema or theater or whatever actors? Um, I feel a lot of times acting as a career is uh, looked as a, a vulnerable career for that matter. And it is. It is a dependent career. If you're really, really in it, you will know. And it's a hard fact. It's it's dependent on so many things. And it there are so many aspects which are like, you know, uh, which are deciding whether you will get your that one chance or not. It, yeah. it It's, yeah. I mean, disappointment and feeling low and feeling uh, of uh, being a failure is part and parcel of this profession. You know, so I feel, and also our culture in a way uh, lacks the the understanding and the awareness of dealing with artists. One, and secondly, uh, as families, I mean, if you have a have an artist in your family, we really don't know how to deal with their lives. Like, for example, if I have a job and if I am a doctor, it the, the two different things. A corporate job from being a doctor is gonna demand something else from my family, you know? Or at the same time, if I'm an actor or any kind of artist, it is gonna be different. So my family, one, needs to know how to deal with me and my life choices and the way I am I'm choosing to live my life, one that. Second, uh, as, an, as an artist, you need to also have an added awareness about your financial uh, state because that really matters a lot. And third, you need to actually frame your day. We are so poor to look at what freelancing is. Like a lot of times I keep on telling my co-artists and having a conversation with them. And I realize it took them really, really long through the process to realize working as a freelancer is a full-time job. And you need to actually put your 24 hours in, in a particular schedule for yourself to actually tap into your best, best self. Mm -hmm. So for me, what, what helped was in the lockdown period that I started creating my tasks list. And before that, because I was busy with work, and there were always the calls to attend to, you know, and meetings to go to. You don't really care because your schedule is already done. Your manager is calling you and telling you, Manjari, these are the things you're supposed to do. And this is your scheduling. And rest of the time I'm chilling or rest of the time I am living my life for that. Yeah. Matter. Yeah. yeah. But that's a mistake. Like in lockdown, I realized you need to actually plan your day to make the most of it. Like there's a really amazing book. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad if at all, even a single listener from your listenership taps into that book, I would feel it's all worth it. There's a book called An Artist Way written by Julia Cameron. And that's such an amazing book. It's, it's, it's primarily for, again, writers, but it is valid for any kind of, if you're in direction, if you're a painter, if you're an like, actor, it is, it is valid for you. And that book kind of really made a difference in my life, you know? Because it's like 12 week program and then it speaks about your artistic journey and gives you a homework to do per week, you know, so to include that homework in your daily thing, I would wake up, I would make sure I have one hour to work out. And the funny thing is, as actors, um, like if I'm a single, if I am, a, um, if I am a painter, I know I have to do my riyas. I know I have to do something. As an actor, what do you do? I mean, you know, your body, you yourself, whatever God has blessed you with is your instrument. Yeah. That's not the point. The point is you got to keep your instrument at your best, no yeah. matter what. If you have work, good. If you don't have work, good. So, and treating failure and success are two things which we really need to look at in the same, with the same eye. Mm. In a way, to be completely indifferent about it, to be completely away from that fact. So being an actor is more over like a, like a sadhana, you know, it's like, 
I look at it like, okay, this is what it is. I have chosen this life and I am going to accept it with all pros and cons that it offers me. So first, scheduling my day with whatever I want. If I want to watch a film, I will schedule it. Now, watching a film can be like a like a leisurely time, but that should be part of my schedule. Because yeah. as a freelancer, I need to make sure I am yeah. on schedule because there's nobody else who cares about my schedule in a way. Yeah, now that makes sense. I mean, it's more about self. That's what you're saying. Oh, yes. Yeah. And you have to make sure that you, um, you keep that discipline. Um, and as a human being, anyways, you should do it. And then if you're, a, if you're a creative person, more so. And I understand what you're saying that as a singer or an artist, anyways, it's, it's, it's something that happens on a regular, they have to do it. They have a discipline, but as an actor, you also need to have discipline. It's like people who, who write and you yourself write, um, you know, this, this famous thing of writer's block um, is, you know, like, okay, I sit down in front of my computer and I'm not, it's not happening. But if you have that discipline in you, it just naturally happens. So yeah, no, that's a very, very good piece of advice. And I'm sure that one listener will pick it up. <laughs> so thank you so much, Manjuri. I can't tell you thank how much you. I've enjoyed this, um, this conversation with you. And um, good luck. And I'm going to be following all your projects from now on <laughs> very closely. <laughs> And yeah, and you radiate that energy, which I think is so, that positive energy, which I think is so important to have in a person. And, and I'm sure everyone will be really, really impressed with that and will take like a leaf out of your, your book for sure. So <laughs> thank you once again. So much I, I really had a great time <laughs> asking all these amazing questions like. <laughs> yeah thank you thank you so much hope you enjoyed this episode of now boarding a travel podcast check out other episodes on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts or wherever else you listen to podcasts and of course don't forget to share your thoughts with us. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes only on Now Boarding, a travel podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.